So the topic I was assigned this week out of this text is caring, which I actually kind of found difficult, and I'm not totally sure why that is. Um, there's probably a couple of reasons, but um, kind of seems obvious to me, maybe, like caring, do it, uh, you know. <laughs> like so <laughs> sort of like uh, let's care for each other um what might that look like it might look like sharing meals giving money doing house projects etc so it kind of kind of seemed obvious and then i thought about it more and i thought well caring is sharing Wow, good, right? I mean, <laughs> caring is sharing. Um, and then my mind went to, all right, what is sharing? And I kind of thought about our sort of current climate and the various permutations uh, of sharing, like disciplining your kids when they grab somebody else's toy or, uh, you know, setting the timer so that one kid gets to play with a toy and then, you know, when a, uh, two minutes is up, then the next kid gets to play with a toy. Or I actually read somebody with a clever idea that said, oh, we'll just buy two toys of the same kind, then they don't have to share. So I thought, huh, all right. So that's, that's one aspect of sharing, right? So we, we try to help our kids learn how to do that, and hopefully it stays with us as adults. And then, of course, I thought about social media. We're really into sharing. Share what I ate last night and all the pictures of it. Share that I'm going to the store or the supermarket. Share that I'm going to wash my car. Uh, share that I'm cleaning my house. Share. And there's a lot of sharing, right? And I thought, wow, okay, that's interesting. So, so it actually does permeate our culture, but I think it doesn't permeate our culture in such a way that what the Dr. Luke is trying to help us get at here in the early church and what was actually happening in, in the early church. And so, and, and, you know, when we share on Facebook, we also share our best selves. So we don't really share our deep and dark secrets. We don't really, we don't really, I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of the pretty stuff. Um, at least I heard. I'm not on Facebook, so. Um, so we do a lot of sharing. Our president tweets. That's sharing. Uh, we share our thoughts. We share our opinions. We share our ideas. We share our pictures. Uh, we share. We share. We share. We share. But it's, it's not exactly, I think, what God is trying to help us with. So, um, so I, you know, immersing myself in the passage this um, past couple of weeks, um, I, I was looking at the New Living Translation, and it kind of gives us a, a helpful approach to this, to this Acts 2 passage. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to sharing. 
and meals, including the Lord's Supper and a prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And then later on in, in Acts, we also have a nice, uh, another nice picture of this uh, fellowship in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 36. All the believers, it's almost the same, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, one of the apostles, nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, he was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus, and he sold his field to share with the believers. So sharing's a little bit different. Sharing is meals. Sharing is possessions. Sharing is money. Sharing is... Um, I, I don't view what I have as my own, it's actually belongs to everyone. Yeah, mama. Nice, little guy. They felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. They sold property and possessions, and therefore no one was in need. So I thought about this further, and I thought, gosh, you know, in the early church, sharing was, was mutual. It was a two-way thing. And in our, our culture, sharing is kind of a one-way thing. We, we share on social media, um, and we sort of put it out there. And we read other people's shares, but there's not kind of a two-way relationship that's happening in that share. Um, and I thought further about this, and, and I thought, gosh, you know, if, if I have a need, that means that I need to be transparent about that need. And so, so the believers in the early church must have been, there must have been a level of transparency as well. And then I thought, wow, well, if you're transparent, that also means that you have to receive, right? And... I don't know, do we, are we okay with receiving? Or how, 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 I mean, first of all, are we okay with transparency? Like when I have a need, you know, I actually share that with someone, you know, maybe beyond my spouse or my closest friend. And then if somebody meets that need, am I, am I okay to receive that and take it? And, um, and then of course, obviously, am I okay to, to give? So, so obviously, there's a sense in which 
there's this mutuality, there's transparency, it's a two-way street, it's, um, I'm, I, I'm okay to receive, I, I have a, a humility that, um, and I, I think that's the kind of vulnerable and scary thing, especially when we're pressed to show our best self in whatever situation we're in, whether social media or just sitting here in our, pure, uh, our, our, our nice pews. So obviously it requires a whole reorientation toward material items or the gifts that we have, and, and gifts aren't really gifts unless they're given. And I, I kind of worry about us Americans. Um, I think in general, we don't have a posture of dependency or interdependency in our culture. Uh, in fact, I, I would say, um, you know, probably most of us can live our life on our own and it won't really impact us. Like maybe we have enough material items and, uh, and I, I certainly know from my own family that you know, asking for help is almost a sin from my, my family background. And when you do ask for help, there's so much shame and obligation and uh, guilt that goes along with it because obviously if you're asking for help, you couldn't make it on your own. You, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't do the stuff and you need help. Uh, so, that, so that's my own uh, thing that I've had to come to terms with. And I think our, our lack of inter- interdependence leaves our souls poor and hidden and isolated and fearful. And it leaves the needy on the streets. And some, no doubt, in choosing that because they've been wounded into isolation. And then... I. I have to say, though, actually, it's not really all about Americans being independent. I mean, I, I, a couple of years ago, I was teaching a course in West Africa, and I had 12 West African men in the course. And they were from Benin and Ivory Coast and um, Togo and Senegal and, you know, all French speaking, and and so I was, I was talking about this because I, I was concerned that leaders have a tendency to hide themselves and to isolate. And when there's something going wrong with a leader, they don't tell other people; they they hide. And so I was saying, well, you know, I, I think when we have weaknesses, we should we should tell someone about that. And this is all through translation. Uh, and they said, well, well, you know, Dr. Shelley, you don't understand. It's not our culture to share weaknesses. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I said, but, but, you know, isn't it kind of the essence of the gospel that we need God and that we, you know, that we depend on God? So I tried the, you know, kind of the theological route first. And they said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. We can talk to God. Um, I said, well, um, so I was, I was really trying to push it, push it, push it. And they said to me, we don't even tell someone when we're sick 
because we will get taken, our weakness will be taken advantage of. I thought, wow. One guy, I mean, a guy who's on my team at that time had injured his knee. And I found out in the context of this course that he hadn't told anyone in the organization that he had injured himself because he could not share, be transparent about his weakness. And I thought, wow, okay, that's, that's pretty major. So we talked, we talked, and they said, I, I said, okay, all right, I, I get it that it's your culture, and believe it or not, it's actually my North American culture as well. They're like, really? You know, so when we were having this conversation, I said, all right, let, let's just humor me. Let's do an experiment. There's 12 of you, and you all have been in a relationship for now um, 18 months because they're in an 18-month leader development um, program. And I want you now, in this next, let's say, 45 minutes, to get with one of your, your guys, your, one of your buddies, and share something that you haven't ever shared with someone else before and that you're really afraid to share. I'm not going to say what it is. We're not going to come back and talk about it. I just want you to try an experiment. Just try it. You don't have to do it. You can choose that when you get with your partner, you guys say, no, no, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. Um, but let me, let me create space now, and let's try it. And so they went off, and I gave them 45 minutes. Uh, three hours later, they came back, and we debriefed this whole experience. And they said, Shelley, I... We, we don't even know how to say what happened or share what happened in this moment. But we, we tried it. We shared the thing, one thing that we were the most afraid to share. And I was accepted by my brother. I wasn't judged. I didn't, I didn't turn into a monster or melt or whatever it is that we're afraid of in our minds that's going to happen to us when we share the most scary things. And they said, you know, I, I shared things with my brother that I've never even shared with my wife. And I just felt so much freedom. Kind of makes sense that hiding is universal, right? Because if we go back to Genesis 3, that is actually how human beings respond to sin and pain. They hide, they isolate, they blame. And, and it really is a universal tendency in humanity to not share, to not be transparent, to not be mutual. But it's this, this interdependence and this dependence is the essence of us as human beings. And it actually, and this is the kind of kicker, it is actually the very nature of God. So is God dependent? What do you think? 
All right, maybe we'll say interdependent. That's a little bit easier, right? Okay, so God exists in Trinity, right? And in that Trinity, there is a self-giving and a self-receiving identity. The Father sends the Son and at the same time entrusts the Son to carry out the, the mission, You had to trust him to do that. At the same time, the Holy Spirit empowers Jesus to do that, and Jesus trusts the Holy Spirit to empower him to do the ministry that he's doing. And at the same time, the Father is trusting them both. And then, after the resurrection and ascension, God entrusts mission to us, another act of dependence and interdependence. Crazy. Crazy. Augustine says that we know God is three persons as one because God is love. Love must first exist in relationship. God is love, and therefore God must exist in triunity, exist in the relationships of the Trinity, he that loves and that which is loved and love. So it's not that God was... Yeah, I can't really say it that way. It's not that God is a couple and is self-satisfied in that love. There has to be more. It's not just a couple meeting each other's needs, but it's three united in mission and fully trusting and entrusting aspects of that mission to other persons and, and sharing the overall mission. And then, of course, we're invited into that circle as well. To be a person is to be made in the image of God. That is the heart of the matter. If God is a communion of persons inseparably uh, related, then it is in our relatedness to others that our being human consists. So I think the, the mindset that God is asking us to enter into here is a, a mindset of interdependence and, and of, of dependence. And obviously, a mindset of thinking what I have is not really my own, it's you all's, and, and vice versa. And then I think there's a number of practices that are required for this. And the first practice is, is transparency. Um, transparency is the only thing that can overcome our propensity towards hiddenness. It's the only thing that can, can overcome our propensity towards uh, being alone in my uh, struggles or my weaknesses or my pain. And then secondly, obviously giving. I mean, that that seems pretty clear. Got to give. Billy Graham said, uh, we're not cisterns made for hoarding. We are channels made for sharing. But then maybe more difficultly, we, um, the other practice is receiving. You have to receive the the love and the care and the gifts and the... uh, advice, the challenge, 
the love of the people of God that God has given us to be with. Do you find it easier to give or receive? Somebody told me once that there are givers and receivers. I find it easier to give. I don't find it really that easy to receive. And certainly don't find it that easy to be transparent. In fact, the first time I went into therapy, I've actually spent a lot of years in therapy, just, you know, full confession here, maybe 10 or 15 years. And the first time for about a year, I was trying to make my therapist think that I had it all together and then didn't need to be in therapy. So, you know, I spent about a year wasting my time like that and, uh, and money because uh, it just wasn't okay. I, I, I myself could not see my weaknesses or my needs or... And, you know, if I couldn't see it, I, I certainly wasn't going to let somebody else get in there uh, and, and see it as well. But, you know, this very kind woman, Jane uh, is her name. She just kept on asking good questions. And then somehow in that time created enough safety and security for me to go to the places I was most afraid to go. And that, that was the beginning. And then, that, that was kind of nice because then I thought, well, you know, there's the, the uh, therapy client um, confidentiality thing. So that's good, right? Because nobody else is going to know my shit. Um, so uh, I thought, well, that's, that's really good because then, you know, so there was another whole other step to actually share uh, my stuff with other people and, um, you know, people that I really loved and respected and thought that maybe they wouldn't love me if I, if they actually knew. I mean, if they actually, actually knew. So I don't know. I don't know what it is for y'all, and it's still a journey for me as well. But I guess as we continue to embark on being this people of God that is interdependent, I would just encourage you to try it. Try it. And, and experience the freedom that it brings. And, and notice how it changes you and transforms you when you are transparent and when you give and, and when you receive. And so uh, to that end, I'll, I'll pray for us. I think, Papa, this is probably the thing that makes us as Christians the most different from any other philosophy, entity, religion, is that we're required to come to terms with our own humanity and be uh, 
transparent about that and enter into uh, interdependent relationships. And that actually ends up changing us and transforming us. So for some of us, could you give us the courage to do that beyond what we've done before, beyond our spouses or beyond our, our uh, best bud? And could you help us to then be a, a, a safe and a loving, receiving entity for those things? And then the enemy has no power over us. So show us in these days, show us in our home groups, show us um, in our, our friendships and in our homes how to be these kind of people. Amen.